Hello, my name is Ian Forth and welcome to Sombrero Fallout, where we listen to alternative music through the lens of intriguing themes. You can listen to any of the previous podcasts by going to the sombrerofallout.com website, where you'll also find an episodes list, blogs and track listings, plus artist and song indices. The podcasts are also available on Apple and on SoundCloud. And you can become a friend of Sombrero Fallout on Facebook. If you've got positive feedback or commentary, my email address, iandeekerforth at gmail.com, is listed on the front page of the website. Why not tell your friends, colleagues and like-minded neighbours to get on board as well? If you've got any other feedback, keep it to yourself. I hope you enjoy the episode. afternoon or good evening wherever you might be in the world and welcome to sombrero fallout those well versed in these matters will already have spotted that was not our traditional opening signature tune but rather it was the track dead souls by the group joy division and there is very good reason for that it's 40 years this weekend since the tragic and premature demise of the one of the greatest rock bands of all time joy division owing to the well, tragic and premature demise of their lead singer, Ian Curtis. So on tonight's programme, we'll be hearing classic tracks from the band, uh, interspersed with one or two tributes to Ian Curtis from other artists. Uh, And to kick off tonight, here's a track from the last album, uh, that the last studio album of the two. It wasn't even released during the lifetime of the band. It was released a couple of months afterwards which was, in fact, uh, the favourite Joy Division track of legendary DJ John Peel. Try so hard to find 
24 Hours from Joy Division, released in July 1980 from the album Closer. And I can't imagine there are too many people listening to this program who are unfamiliar, certainly unfamiliar in the broad strokes, with the biography of Joy Division, just in case anybody is and is feeling a little bit left out. I'll just give a thumbnail sketch. Formed in Salford near Manchester in 1976. Uh, the group consisted of the vocalist Ian Curtis, guitarist stroke keyboardist Bernard Sumner, bassist Peter Hook and drummer Stephen Morris. They actually formed the band after attending a legendary Sex Pistols concert in 1976, uh, at which it was claimed that everybody who was present at that concert, such as the Smiths and the Fall, formed a band. Now, while Joy Division's first recordings were heavily influenced by early punk, uh, they soon developed a sound and style that made them one of the pioneers of the post-punk movement. And various personalities congregated around the bra- uh, band uh, who had an identity all of their own. So the Manchester television personality Tony Wilson signed them to his independent label Factory Records. 
Their sleeves were designed by legendary designer Peter Saville. Um, and their debut album, Unknown Pleasures, obviously has become, you can see it on T-shirts all over the world now, and it's been appropriated by uh, companies such as Walt Disney. And their music, uh, the bulk of it, was uh, recorded with producer Martin Hannett, who just as technology was uh, beginning to take an innovative step forward, he uh, capitalised on that and employed some of the techniques in recording the music. But uh, Ian Curtis suffered from personal problems, including failing marriage, depression, and also significantly epilepsy, the treatment of which was probably worse than the condition itself, sadly. He occasionally experienced seizures on stage and killed himself on the eve of the band's first US tour in May 1980, aged just 23. Uh, their final album, Closer, after the initial album Unknown Pleasures, release, was released two months later, um, and the single Love Will Tear Us Apart, everyone will be familiar with, and it was released also at the same time. And then the remaining members regrouped under the name New Order. Let's uh, hear a little bit of uh, another track from the band. This one is from Unknown Pleasures.
One of the things I've always found rather fascinating about Joy Division is that they operate at a particular moment in time, looking backwards and looking forwards. So, for example, the first two tracks we've played tonight, 24 Hours and Insight, the bass player Peter Hook relies on the descending chord sequence from I Wanna Be A Dog by the Stooges. He loved the Stooges and so did the rest of the band as well. But there were innovative elements about the band's sound, and particularly embracing the darker aspects uh, of life, but also embracing electronic technology as well. And of course, their band, uh, the band that they evolved into after the death of Ian Curtis, New Order, uh, took that up and took it to new heights in the early 80s. His very early single from New Order, which pays tribute to Ian Curtis, called Procession.
Procession by New Order, an early single from them. Uh, and a version of New Order, personally, I, I rather prefer when they were still trying to work out what it is that they wanted to sound like, trying to shake off the ghost of Ian Curtis, and producing vulnerable music that might have lacked the commercial potential of songs like Blue Monday. But I personally prefer. That's just me, no doubt. Just back to Joy Division then. Uh, Unknown Pleasures, classic album. One of the things that sometimes gets overlooked is it's the space in Unknown Pleasures that's ma- that, that makes it. If you listen to, for example, some of the uh, J- uh, John Peel sessions that have been released recently, you can hear the sound of wonderful tracks from a classic rock band, but what you don't hear is the influence of uh, Martin Hannett in the production. And what Martin Hannett did, he, he brought in uh, delays and samples, and uh, a sampler rather, which enabled the music to have uh, a unique uh, a unique sound in which uh, Ian Curtis's vocals were somewhat suppressed and you felt a distance from the music in a way that perhaps hadn't been brought off before. And the other thing he introduced was the, the, a space which came from dub music. And Ian Curtis himself was a great fan of reggae and, and of dub. And I think, uh, personally, you can probably hear it best on a, a couple of tracks from around that Unknown Pleasures period. Uh, and here's one of them. You can really hear the space here on Candidate.
Candidate from Unknown Pleasures by Joy Division. You're probably wondering what's happening uh, in the fourth family. Maybe you're not. A quick thumbnail sketch. Uh, we're entering week whatever it is. Completely lost track of dates of uh, self-isolation. Although uh, the quarantine regulations have been eased a little bit this week. I've just been out for a walk with Toby. And there's people all over the place enjoying a little autumn sunshine and uh, there's generally a feeling of uh, bon vivant if that's the correct phrase in the air as everybody celebrates meeting up with people uh, for the first time for some time i think we're allowed to meet is it five other people and i myself took advantage of this by attending in person our book club this week and uh, as someone pointed out we were like kids who were let out into recess after double chemistry uh, we, we usually sort of wrap it up, I think, around uh, 10 o'clock. But uh, on this occasion, we were still going at half 11, just having fun like some guys. That's what we were doing. Uh, Scott has just mowed the front lawn. Thank you, Scott. Appreciate that. Alex has just come back from his shift uh, in the, the supermarket, probably bringing some coronavirus back with him. Hopefully not. Jamie's just been for a spin in his car. And uh, my my wife... Tamsin has gone for a bike ride, although I think she left it a little bit late. And as the shades are beginning to fall, I hope she's okay. Back to Joy Division. For those of you who are actually interested in the music, most of you, all of you. Uh, next track, I, I think what we'll go for now is a, something a little bit more robust. Something must break.
Something Must Break, a track which was left really without a home when Joy Division came to an abrupt end 40 years ago uh, on May the 18th, 1980, and was eventually swept up with various other tracks onto the posthumously released album Still. Now we mentioned Martin Hannett earlier, and he's very much the George Martin of the Enterprise. It would have been quite difficult for Joy Division to have attained the same iconic status uh, without him. And if you're ever under any wonder about what does a producer exactly bring to the party, I'm going to play now the original version of Transmission without Martin Hannett's magic, uh, and then the Martin Hannett version. See what you think.
transmission recorded by Joy Division when they were still Warsaw in uh, early 1978. And then the version that most of us will be pretty familiar with uh, from a little over a year later in 1979 when they become Joy Division and was produced by Martin Hannett. And I personally feel that I find it quite inspiring that a band can emerge from interesting beginnings, beginning to feel their way as to what their identity is, into such a fully realised version uh, of a successful artistic enterprise, as it were, in such a short period of time. And again, to carry on pushing themselves until they ended up with becoming one of the biggest selling artists, filling out stadiums and arenas, still doing it to this day. Uh, New Order, of course, doing exactly that. Quite inspiring. However, back to 1980, and uh, quite, the re quite the opposite situation was occurring where the death of Ian Curtis led to almost an abrupt halt to the entire punk, post-punk project, in my opinion. Very few great post-punk albums that I would regard as post-punk came out after Ian Curtis's death. And you can kind of feel everybody reeling from the impact. And uh, some bands went so far as to record a, a tribute songs. We heard one earlier from the band themselves, but Joseph Kay, the Edinburgh band, uh, produced a rather haunting song called It's Kind of Funny. And the first and second verses in particular uh, are a tribute to Ian Curtis. <laughs>
It's Kind of Funny by Joseph K, which was a single on postcard and also came out on their album The Only Fun in Town, which was released the following year in 1981. We've talked a bit about Martin Hunt tonight, but let's, let's not forget the guys in the group. In fact, I saw Peter Hook performing uh, with his with his son, unbelievably. Uh, really good, actually, Joy Division New Order. So he also did one with an orchestra, which I also saw. Ah, uh, Look, it's, it's an interesting, bold experiment. I thought it was less, a little less successful, but I'm glad I saw it nonetheless. Uh, my children have seen New Order recently, and, you know, on The Legend Goes, there have been films. If you was going to recommend just one, I would see Control, 24-hour party people with Steve Coogan, which is split with a biography of the Happy Mondays. That's also interesting if you haven't seen it. And there's a Joy Division documentary, uh, which uh, I would strongly recommend if you've got a real interest in the band, which came out about eight or nine years ago, I think, now. We've mentioned Martin Hannett a few times. One thing Martin Hannett couldn't reproduce was the uh, powerful onslaught of a Joy Division performance. And towards the very end of their career, they were absolutely shredding stages in completely red-hot form. I think probably the best place to find that is on the album recorded live in Paris, Les Bandouches. And here's a, a track from it. First track on the Unknown Pleasures album. It sounds not a great deal like the recorded version. Uh, it's just one of those occasions when you almost feel you could be there. Great live version here of Disorder.
gosh, Joy Division and Disorder live from their Les Bains Douches album. One character who's a friend of Ian Curtis was Vinnie Riley of the group The Durutti Column. Uh, and he was very, very badly affected, I think, by Ian Curtis's uh, death. And the album LC, which came out the following year, has a melancholy tinge to it. And a track which is uh, another tribute to Ian called The Missing Boy.
I was asked to choose my 10 favourite albums recently, one of those Facebook things that's doing the rounds. Uh, I chose Closer by Joy Division. I also chose the album from which that track heralds. Is that right? That track heralds? I made another little solecism, a little verbal solecism earlier, uh, which I hope nobody noticed. You never know. Uh, there'd be some language pedants out there, rather like myself. Back on topic, that was from the album LC by the Drutty Column, as I say. Also one of my favourite albums, as is Closer. And this is the closing track from it.
Open and shut and slammed in our face. 